0: Saying that either the metaverse doesn't mean anything or 2023 is the, the year of the metaverse. And it's funny, I've been in the e commerce world for a very long time. And I remember when we first started hearing the word omnichannel, and it was basically just a buzzword. It didn't apply to anybody. No one was actually really doing anything with it yet. But everybody said, Oh, yeah, yeah, we support omnichannel. We support omnichannel. And you say, Well, what's omnichannel mean? What's that support look like? Oh, don't worry, we support omnichannel. I feel like that's where we are right now with metaverse.
1: Good day, everybody, and welcome to Commerce Today. I'm Darren Newbold here as your host with our fantastic commerce Guy, Josh. And Josh is going to share with us a little bit about the 2023 commerce trends that we're looking at. And so, wow, Josh, we got a lineup of about uh, five with the bonus sixth one, which I can't wait to get to. But uh, first up... The thing we have or what we wanted to talk about was cross-selling, upselling, kind of what's that
0: all about? Can you help us? Yeah, sure. So um, we're all seeing challenges with product availability and with um, pricing and discounting. It seems like everybody either has too many products are not enough products. And so um, we're actually seeing across the web that about 16% of products are out of stock and about 26% of products are on sale. And so that presents some challenges. Um, Obviously, you can't sell it if it's not in stock. And if it's on sale, you're probably not profitable. So the ability to take visitors from a uh, a product that's on sale and upsell them to a higher profit margin product is really important, as is the ability to cross-sell from an out-of-stock Product to an in stock product. And I think a lot of people are probably thinking, hey, cross sells, upsells, you know, we've had those in e commerce for what, 20 years now, probably. Um, but I still find that either there are web platforms that don't have that functionality or that it's just not enabled and retailers haven't configured this. So I think that as people are looking to maximize their sales and their profitability during this potential uh, recession, you're going to see more people um, fleshing out their cross sells and upsells. Is there is there
1: anything particular that maybe merchants can do that make this easier? Now I know, I know some platforms may not have the ability to do this, and then others may have it. But maybe uh, merchant hasn't even looked at that or opened the hood, if you will.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it, it's kind of crazy. Uh, merchants will spend so much money on an e-commerce platform and then we'll find they don't even use all the features or functionality or sometimes they don't even know all the features or functionality. So I think just being aware of what your platform has to offer, um, I think especially with um uh the uh, products that are on sale the ability to kind of pull that data out of your platform maybe run some analytics run it through a spreadsheet figure out which products are profitable or not and then really hone in on the products that, you know, aren't profitable um, could save you some time instead of trying to address every single product.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. Well, so next up, this is uh, this is one that on your list here is one that I'm familiar with being a bit of a gadget geek and all. But uh, you you have an interesting play here. So tell us about refurbished products.
0: Yeah. So something we've seen during um, the past couple of years is electronics companies, especially in order to fight their supply chain issues and and those same pricing concerns we're talking about, they're starting to offer more and more refurbished products for sale. Um, Across all electronics retailers online, about 20% of their products are um, refurbished products. And so um, just seeing a lot of a move to that in that industry, Not really seeing it outside of electronics yet, but I wouldn't be surprised, um, just thinking about all of us that bought exercise equipment um, in 2020, I wouldn't be surprised to see the um, exercise equipment industry start offering more refurbished products. And again, that's a great way to kind of fight those pricing and supply chain challenges you might be facing right now.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting one, because I was going to ask you what industries, and, and we talked about it a little bit before we started here. And the the healthcare or not healthcare, but the um, gym health and workout items. Uh, there's definitely a uh, definitely a big uh, opportunity there. So, okay, and so here's another one that that uh, you've got here, which. This one, I have to say one piece of it, at least I may struggle with a little bit, but given that I'm kind of older and well, hopefully wiser, um, but you're talking about live streaming and then affiliate marketing. I totally get the affiliate marketing piece, the live streaming piece. You're going to have to help me out here, but tell me what you got. What, what's your thoughts here?
0: Yeah, this one kind of surprised me too. I've seen um, some retailers offering um, live streaming and using that to generate more sales, but it's still very rare. But uh, uh, the, the analysts, IDC, they actually predict by the end of 2023, 40% 40% of retailers will be using live streaming and specifically will have live streaming integrated into their commerce platform. Um, that 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 surprised me a little bit too. Um, I think uh, live streaming is a, an interesting new trend on the web, or I guess it's not that new, but it's an interesting new trend for e-commerce. Um, and just seeing the way that brands are starting to offer these themed shopping experiences, um, it's a little different. It, it's interesting. It takes kind of the old home shopping network model, combines it with... Um, um, uh, what Twitch has been doing for years for gamers. And, uh, if you had to ask me kind of this, the two strangest groups to pair together, it's probably home shopping network and gamers, but it seems to be working. Um, however, interesting kind of, uh, tie into this, so right now, affiliate marketing is only utilized by 11% of retailers, but online retailers. I know, I, th- I thought it was bigger than that. Um, however, it's driving 16% of e-commerce sales. And so there's more and more interest growing in that. And kind of what I'm seeing is it's not going to look like the uh, affiliate marketing of the 2010s. You're not going to have people necessarily um, driving traffic to product pages, things like that. I think you're going to see that paired with this live streaming trend. And you're going to start seeing um, uh, established live streaming personalities that are doing deals with brands and kind of doing an affiliate marketing type play that combines their live streaming efforts with that brand's products.
1: So is this something that, and you mentioned, it, I was going to get to it is the, the personalities here is, are we going to see a, the, I don't know, the live streaming shopping personalities that you know, just like people are getting more and more likes on Instagram and have be the be the popular person. Is this, is, is that what we're kind of looking at and that brands are going to really want to maybe find the right live streaming personality for their brand?
0: Definitely seeing some of that already in the um, gaming accessory space. Some of the um, brands that make uh, basically competitive gaming hardware have partnered up with live streamers that stream specific games. And so I do think we're going to see where it relates to your industry and there's good synergy there. You're going to see people going for kind of specific existing streamers. Um, Twitch does not yet, at least as of the last time I checked. They don't have a category just for shopping. I'm kind of thinking that in the next year or two, you're going to see the rise of a streamer that literally is all about shopping or maybe shopping even in a specific uh, uh, product vertical. So I think that's going to be interesting. And then probably the most off-the-wall use of streaming I've seen by a brand so far is... Um, Kellogg's actually launched a new live stream that is hosted by Tony the Tiger. So that's the other thing is your brand comes to life and actually hosts a live stream.
1: Oh my gosh. So Tony the Tiger, outstanding. Well, it sounds like that could be a a very interesting, I could see that being a potentially a big play in the, uh, in the apparel industry with, you know, the clothing and those brands and really almost having a inside shopper experience, if you will, on basically how you're the look and feel of all of that. So, okay. Well, next up is diversified verticals, channels, and price points. So, um, what all is how is that gonna kind of be a trend for us for next year
0: yeah that's that's the one that I am kind of at the same time most certain about but also most unclear about um so I, I think it's a certainty that as brands are facing challenges and, and facing the potential of a recession and thinking about inflation, they're going to want to diversify. They don't want to be dependent on just one type of product, one price point, that type of thing. Um, exactly what that looks like is where I'm still a little fuzzy. Um, because I think it could be, hey, if we sell apparel, we start selling jewelry, and maybe that jewelry is at a higher price point, that type of, uh, of um, diversification. But honestly, again, I'm not really sure where it's going to go. The, the, the one that, I don't know, it almost, it doesn't quite scare me, but it concerns me a little bit, is we are seeing in a lot of the economic data the, that inflation is hitting different um, different demographics differently and hitting different, um, especially household incomes differently. And there's kind of a, um, I hesitate to use the word sweet spot, but there's a point in the data of people that are maybe making more than the average middle-class person, but they're not wealthy by any means. And, And that, kind of band right there, products that they purchase and retailers that serve them aren't suffering as much and aren't seeing as much of a drop in sales as um, retailers that either service the incredibly rich or kind of that um, middle class. And so... I've kind of put some feelers out. I'd be interested also for any of our listeners, you know, if you work with a retailer, have you seen a move to add a product assortment that is maybe at that price point that would would serve that group? Or maybe there's another group you're starting to target. But overall, I, I think there'll be a lot of experimentation with this and kind of trying to find what what can help brands remain profitable throughout the next year.
1: Do you potentially see brands maybe maybe partnering, not necessarily merging or anything, but brands that might partner? Like you mentioned, an apparel group that maybe partners with a with a jewelry group in a way that, you know, has a, has a synergy to what they're selling.
0: Yeah, I think uh, last year or, or even now in 2022, we would have seen them just acquire each other. But with all the uh, free flowing money and low interest rates getting turned off, um, I think you'll see more joint ventures, partnerships, things like that for sure.
1: Okay. Well, and our fifth one here, this one's kind of fun and and definitely something that both you and I uh, at least like to tinker around with in a way on the automation side, but the physical and digital automation, um, that's got to be a big thing. And I'm, in a way, I'm kind of surprised that maybe, maybe this has been there for a while, but it's got to be a big thing for 2023.
0: Oh, definitely. Um, I think brands are always looking to um, use automation to lower costs. But now it's a little bit different. Now, even if you have the money, it's challenging to find the employee. And so in this um, difficult hiring environment, then I think um, we're seeing brands either simplify workflows um, through digital automations, or uh, just employ more physical automation, so they need fewer people. And so I think we're going to see that continue into the next year. I know Amazon just announced that they now have robots that can actually have the same dexterity as human hands. And so they are getting closer and closer to basically automating literally the entire warehouse. Um, and then on the software side, you know, everyone pretty much is looking to... Uh, reduce the number of systems they're using, and allow, um, you know, one big example we see is customer service reps. Lots of times customer service reps for one interaction with a customer are logging into three or four different systems. That adds up to a lot of time. And so I think we're going to see um, changes being made where all that can happen in one system and reduce the amount of time. And And in that case, I don't think it's necessarily to avoid or to eliminate hiring people. I think it's just to allow you to get more out of your existing workforce. Do you see
1: for 2023, do you you maybe see, is there an industry that where this maybe has been lacking before, where you might see a big plus for them looking going into 2023 or maybe, maybe an area where maybe someplace that's already been doing it well, but there's going to be that leap, that, that large, wow, it's really going to, you know, really
0: change things. You know, on the the B2B side, B2B sellers are either amazing at physical automation or horrible at it. Um, And I think a lot of it honestly comes down to some have invested in it and some haven't. And so there's definitely some very clear best practices out there for B2B brands to employ more automation in their processes. And uh, hopefully we'll see more of them kind of leveraging that if they haven't already. Okay.
1: Well, very good. Well... Everyone listening, uh, we have gotten to the uh, the bonus one, and this one this one's fun, and uh, I I can't wait to hear what uh, what Josh has to say. So, as everyone's seeing on social media and any kind of media and whatever, uh, it's the year of the metaverse. So, what does that mean for merchants and commerce?
0: Oh yeah, so um everyone's saying that either the metaverse doesn't mean anything or 2023 is the the year of the metaverse and it's funny I've been I've been in the e-commerce world for a very long time and I remember when we first started hearing the word omnichannel and it was basically just a buzzword. It didn't apply to anybody. No one was actually really doing anything with it yet. It was this it was still a very nebulous concept, but every platform, you know, every everybody said, "Oh yeah, yeah, we support omnichannel. We support omnichannel." You we said, "Well, What's Omnichannel mean? What's that support look like? Oh, don't worry. We support Omnichannel. Um, I feel like that's where we are right now with Metaverse. and honestly, kind of going back to Omnichannel, we all know what Omnichannel is now. It's a very real thing. It's a very important thing. I think the metaverse is going to get there, but I don't think 2023 is the year it gets there. Um, I saw actually recently that Walmart has made a big play into the metaverse. So there's definitely some people experimenting with it um, and doing some interesting things. And I think if you, if you engage with gamers, technologists, people that are always chasing the cutting edge, there might be some space for a metaverse play in 2023. But I think for most of it, most of us and most retailers, we're going to sit back and watch what kind of these other people are doing that are trying to even answer the question of what is the metaverse and what does it mean for e-commerce? And that it might be two, three, maybe even five years before a lot of retailers are are, um, integrating in or working with the metaverse.
1: Now, you mentioned kind of from an industry standpoint, gamers or technologists and stuff. I was going to ask, is there potentially... And 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 again, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but is there potentially maybe even that you could see a product that might be mm. a neat play in the in the metaverse? Obviously, the gamers and technologists, we're geeks. We're going to be out there. We're going to tinker around. We're going to you know, out of just pure darn curiosity, we're going to want to check it out. But why would a Walmart kind of thing that 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 intrigues me? Of what's what's out there? What do they what what do they see? What do you think they might see?
0: Yeah, you know the the Walmart example it kind of surprises me. And sometimes I think Walmart, having the money and the resources and the reach they have, I know they have a very strong um, uh, approach and love of experimentation and of not wanting to get left behind. I think they've, they've learned over the years with Amazon kind of surprising them, they don't want to get surprised again. So I think that for them, I don't think if necessarily they even know what they're doing yet. I think they've just decided that they want to make sure they're one of the first to figure it out. Um, as far as other brands or other products that might Pair well with it outside of um, gaming. Uh, you know, there's a big push around experiences. I know there's been talk for years about how you know some of the the younger generations they don't want to buy products. They're not they're not buying your product to buy a product. They're buying your product to buy an experience. You can really provide that in the metaverse. I know there's been musicians doing really interesting things with concerts in the metaverse that can go way beyond what you could do in an in person concert. So that might be an interesting way to then say, hey, you can also now. I don't know if you would really click a button, but wave your hand at a button in the metaverse and say, hey, I love this concert. I want to buy the album. And that type of transaction, I think, would be, um, I'm sure it's already happening, and I'm sure that we'll see a lot more of that before we necessarily see, you know, hey, I'm going to go browse my local Walmart via the metaverse
1: right right man that is very interesting well uh well everybody i hope you have enjoyed our commerce today episode and learning about the 2023 trends as always definitely want to remind you all to follow and rate our uh, fantastic podcast here and definitely provide feedback we would love to hear from you so with all of that we look forward to uh, connecting with you again here at commerce today